Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, folks. In this episode, I was truly excited to finally get some time to hang with English actor Earl Carpenter. I met Earl years ago in a workshop of Les Miserables, and since then our friendship has grown. Initially, it was the jobs that would bring us together, and then we just wanted to hang. Earl has had a prolific stage career, and his credits are endless. He has traveled and performed around the world. Earl was the Phantom of the Opera when I stepped into that show for the first time as Raoul. He's one of our finest actors, and I've looked up to Earl for a long time. He's constantly looking at creative outlets and has produced many concerts and shows as well. Earl has had many career highlights. But today, Earl was candid in his conversation. He talked about rediscovering joy and gratitude, dealing with mental health while he navigates through this new transition in his life, learning to adapt, to grow, to accept, perhaps even to atone. All this with a career that spans over 20 years. I was really moved by his candor. Do you know what you're doing? I, honestly, they've, I got to press these buttons. Yeah. Let's do a selfie. Oh, wait, yeah. The other camera. Oh, yeah. I, I broke that side. This is going really well. I know. I might even leave this bit in. <laughs> What's, oh, what are we looking at? I don't know. I, I turned the phone off. <laughs> I can't take a selfie anymore. Day 37. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the <laughs> he's already laughing. One of my favorite people Hello. on and off stage, Hello. Earl Carpenter. Hello, Ramin Karimlu. How are you, bud? I'm good. This is crazy. What are you doing? What is this? <laughs> That's what I love. You walked up. What is this? What, what, is are, you doing? what are you doing? Well, it's called The Hang. It's a podcast that um, uh, already dropping things. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Broadway Podcast Network and Sony kind of uh, supported me to do and thought it'd be a good idea that I do. I still don't know if it's a good idea that I do this. <laughs> However, yes. what made made me want to do it, because, look, you know how life gets busy. We we don't live near each other. So this gives us a, a, us a chance to hang yeah, and no, catch absolutely. up. I get it. Oddly, it's on mic. But what I've noticed from the couple I've done so far, things we get to talk about, like if we got together normally, mm. we would have a great time and talk, but we wouldn't talk about necessarily things we would we're about to talk about. No, I get that. No, I go, and I think that's that's true for everybody, though, isn't it? 
And it gives me a chance, and you're not going to like hearing this, and I'm sure my previous guests won't. I'm still a fan of my friends. So now I can be a fan. I'm smiling it. at this point of view. Um, obviously, people can't see that. But I <laughs> but am smiling. But it, it, it gives me a chance to be the fan. So that's, a, that's interesting because it's... So I'm, I'm going through this very weird chapter. And one of those things is, is about... I keep having little Earl, you know, young Earl, keeps kind of looking in on where I am for whatever reason. This has been happening in the last year. And just having moments of reality about where I am and, and what I've done. Whereas there have been, over the last three years or so, you, you, you tend to get the impression that what I've done doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It has no value. It has no worth. Um, but whether it's a self-conscious thing, but I have, I've had little Earl kind of looking in on what I'm doing. And he wouldn't have ever believed that... I have done the things that I've been done, been done, hello, that I've been Queen's doing. Queen's English, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, over the last 10 years or so, you know, and that's, you know, working with you on Toronto and, and Broadway and Little Earl would never have kind of imagined that. And I had another moment like this the other day. We were doing the um, kind of meet and greet for the, the Pirate Queen that we've just done at the Coliseum. And uh, Claude Michel Schomburg was there and we had the kind of big circle everyone saying their names and, you know, what they had for tea. Mm -hmm. And Claude Michel was like, well, you know, it's so nice to see so many people. I don't know anyone here. Oh, I know Earl. And all of a sudden, I, I like had this massive smile going, Claude Michel Schomburg's just gone, I don't know anyone. Oh, but I know Earl. Oh. And it was just bizarre and it's so weird. And then all of a sudden you kind of go, that's a lovely little moment and I'll hang on to that. You know, and I don't know what that's about. I don't know where that's come from. But it seems to be getting me through things. Whereas before, you know, especially when you're following social media, of course, everyone's, you know, nine times out of ten giving the impression that life is amazing and it's going so well. Yeah. Um, whereas actually, and I think if I'm right in saying, this is also another kind of prong of your, what you're doing now. The fact that we can be honest and we can chat about things that are important and, uh, and things that people don't think that maybe that we experience or go through or have to deal with. Yeah, and when I saw one of your tweets, it must have been a, a year or so ago, mm -hmm. it struck a chord in my heart because, Earl, you have one of the most prolific CVs of friends that I know. I hope to have even half the career you've had. Do you know what I mean? Or have and are continuing to add to it. Isn't that bizarre? And I think you're okay with me talking about because you, you, you were hashtagging mental health yeah, awareness. It's a massive, massive importance. I text you right away. I'm like, I'm just checking in to let you know I love you. And I, yeah, and it was appreciated. What was going on? Gosh, I think it was, I mean, a lot of it was to do with Having come to the uh, what I considered a, a chapter with a very beloved producer friend of ours, Mr. Cameron McIntosh, and having come to a, a, the end of what I believed to be it, it was really weird. Um, uh, having finished the uh, Les Miserables in Manila and Singapore, and how that kind of wrapped up and concluded for me, I, I honestly thought that that was it. That was my career done and over. And there was a passage of time as well when you realised that my custodianship of all those roles 
that I'd been fortunate enough to have over the years is it, it, done. It's 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 done and dusted. Mm-hmm. And that I wasn't ready or prepared for that. And it reminded me of Michael McCarthy, who was mm-hmm. my Javert when I first joined Les Mis. And mine. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. And again, you know, a, a, a gorgeous man, talented man. And you realise, gosh, I've actually... What must have Michael have felt when, you know, other people were then taking over the role of Javert? Um, and I, w- I kind of was in that place where I, I suppose, you know, I, for whatever I was doing, I was kind of favoured to play Javert for the amount of times I'd, I had. And then all of a sudden, your time is done. And it, you, you're... you're circumnavigated to the next person whose responsibility it is. And I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for the the fact that, and obviously being the age, I mean, I'm 50 this year, and I wasn't ready for that either. And it's just all these things that you think, gosh, I wish theatre school had told me about all these things to look out for. You know, when you get older, it'll bite you. You know, when you feel that your careers are over, that'll, that'll be... And it's just... It was just one thing after another and just not having the tools to be able to um, understand it. And I think at that time, there was a, a podcast that I did in the UK for a company called Industry Minds. And it was the first time I'd actually spoken about all the things that I had been um, made aware of, or the things that I just didn't anticipate that I would have to be dealing with. You know, in the beginning of last year, I had to find a, a normal, proper job. And, right. You know, I, and I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't, you know, I'd been so lucky, touch wood, for 23 years of working solidly, back to back, contract to contract. And then all of a sudden, because of this chapter that I'm in, this kind of transition, let's call it, mm-hmm. I had to find a normal job. And that was so weird. And it was debilitating, mentally debilitating, because you thought, well, I was, my career all of a sudden had gone and it was worthless. It didn't mean anything. All that energy that I'd put into what I was doing, now my industry doesn't want me or has no place for me or, or I feel like I'm not allowed to do the job that I had trained to do. And that just screwed with my head. And I didn't know what transferable skills I had. You know, what 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 does that mean, entering into the muggles world mm-hmm. of proper nine to five or or something that, you know, could pay the bills? And it was just... An extraordinary process. And as you say, you know, when you do have people look at your career and kind of go, oh, my God, that's amazing. I have to put my hand up and go, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I'm, believe me, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've had over the years, for sure. But it doesn't guarantee longevity. No. And that's scary. And it was a real, you know, it was a real lesson to learn. Well, you never struck me as someone who assumed longevity. The way I know Earl and the artist Earl, when I've worked with you, you were hungry every day. I like was a hungry. kid playing. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a byproduct of, of my, my apprenticeship. Never rely on people to give you work. Never rely on the agent to call. You know, which is why I, you know, which is why I've kind of had this producing entity as well to to run alongside being a performer so at least you're mentally keeping busy you know where where 
our downtimes that we've had over the years in Canada or in America or whatever here, we've, you know, we've had moments of, well, well, can we do something? And that, that is interesting and it keeps the mind active, even though things might not come to fruition. But it, so you've just got this constant dialogue. So that was always part of my persona, I suppose. But actually realising, you know, when other people are getting more work or you'll be or other people are being f- favored over you now and you, you, you do realize like i said that kind of um chapter that that custodianship it's the only way i can it's the only word i could use actually of those roles was coming to an end would you have wanted to continue i would at least ah so that's an interesting conversation because i think many and probably there's a part of my inside but would probably say no i wouldn't mm. but i would have preferred to have the opportunity to have made that decision i get that um and again it's been i mean the last two years have been also extraordinary when you do look back and you kind of go yeah i was an idiot on some of those contracts i didn't conduct myself probably in the best way that i could have and it's been and that's what was so interesting and bit of a lifeline I have to say, thrown by Cameron to go back into the Lamis concert last year and just to go in as, as Bumatabwa. And I just thought, well, knowing the chapter that and the way that, that my last time with Cameron had concluded, I thought, no, I need to do this. And I'm so pleased I did. And it made me realize that my CV hasn't been taken away from me just because I'm not working as vehemently or in as such a bigger persona as I was. Still, it's still there. Yeah, people know who I am for that, and you forget that, and you realize, oh, actually, no, actually, my CV does have a little bit of worth. It has a lot of worth. Well, I, but I see. But I'm saying. beginning to understand that, I'm, and I'm beginning to not feel so um, empty. I think it's more of a case now that I appreciate that actually, no, I have got, you know, all those credits on my CV. But I do seem to still be working. I do seem to be hanging on in there, doing different things. And again, going back to that original mindset, which was I'm a working actor, end of. doesn't matter who I am, what I've done, or whatever, I'm a working actor. And rather than going, oh, yes, you know, I, I'm on Broadway doing Javert yes. and all of that, or I'm the Phantom, and, you know, no, actually it's about, no, I'm a jobbing actor. I'm, I've gone back to that again, and that's been healthy. And that's been nice. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. You know, exactly like you're doing ex- right here now. Mm. You're doing exactly the same thing. You know, you're you're not resting on the opportunities that you have created and and keep you going, but you've you've branched out. You know, and you've gone down the TV route, which is amazing. And we have to talk about that. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you're also sat here in a little studio off Tottenham Court Road, doing what you're doing, and it's all it's always about. And you too have always been that type of okay what can i do what can i do what can i do you know and it that is what will create longevity it's that quest to improve and get put out of your comfort zone like for me this is a, a privileged uh way of being out of my comfort zone because i'm supported by people to set up a podcast but i never thought i'm gonna be good at this <laughs> but i could learn by talking to people yeah but that's such as but yourself that, but this is what it's about isn't it that's what these things are about and the, about finding finding honesty in what you talk about and actually 
getting rid of the facade. Don't we need to do that as artists? Oh, yes. But for whatever reason, whether it be through social media, you know, and that kind of shield that that provides sometimes. Yeah, that's been weighing on my head and heart a lot recently. It's really difficult. It's such a difficult, it's such a fine line to kind of, because I appreciate, and we've just been to China um, with uh, Three Phantoms, and I'd never experienced such extraordinary love, genuine love from fans. Never experienced. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, the things I have experienced, particularly in America, I mean, I'd never, yeah. I mean, that was just bar me. I always remember me trying to hide behind the children <laughs> of like not doing the signature line. I just, it was so alien to me. Yeah. But you embrace it. But this, the reaction from the Chinese fans, because they don't get a great deal of musical theatre. And this is, you know, these are, these are people that have come to see us in, anywhere around the world. And it was just extraordinary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Was um, that your first time there? Yes. Um, not visiting. Uh, working, yes, but not visiting. Um, so what was that like? It was extraordinary. Like, I've never been. And I know I get a lot of, uh, on social media, you never come to Japan. I'm like, I'm not choosing not to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being invited. It I'd is, love to go. It is incredible. I have to say it was absolutely incredible. And we went with a team with some people who have never been to China before. And they it had was a, a big team you took. I saw those photos yeah. and you were on the Great Wall as well, right? Yeah, that's right. We, Holy it was great. Shit, that and, was we were so, and we were so looked after. I mean, we were looked after in a way that I'd never imagine, imagined. Mm-hmm. And but everyone, it was just, it, was, it became more about it being a commercial success to it being a real collaboration and a real, I mean, the team that I went with, there was 15 in the, in, in the company. Um, and again, everyone just embraced everything. The, the, the Chinese team that we had, the production team were just amazing. We ended up being quite a lovely little touring family, you know, oh, and it was man. just, and everyone who came with a perception of China um, you know, the things that we see, the things that we read. Well, what we're forced to read, exactly. what we think, you know. Exactly. But when people experienced the kindness, the genuine kindness, same as, it's, you know, it's, it's in the same realms as the Japanese as well. I mean, they, they just embrace. And, you know, obviously we as Brits are very wary of that sometimes. But it was just so lovely to kind of go, no, this is just nice this is lovely um but you also realize the importance of 
elements of social media. You know, there is a, you know, it is an opportunity to have a window into someone's life, but it's, but are you doing a disservice by feeding what you think people want or what it is you want? But then you then in that, well, if I feed what I think people want, then the likes and everything are good. But if I put something on there, you know, it's like putting like a photograph that I might have shared with you and me or, or John or Alfie, then, you know, it's like a thousand likes or something. I put a photograph of me and my horse gets about 17 likes and you think, but my horse is more important to me. That, no disrespect, Ruby. No. Well, that was that photo of that horse that I saw you with that yeah. broke my heart. Yeah, and, I, and you just think that's that's more important. That fuels me so much more. Mm-hmm. And so you could, but you kind of go, well, but so what do I do? What do I do? Well, tell me, how much do you care about that? Well, that's, and that's the dichotomy of the situation. I care because I'm a creative. I have an ego. I care about my presence in the industry, obviously, because I still want to work in the industry. Do you think lack or the amount of likes on a photo is a a sign towards... Well, I think you go through... You go through a a stage of thinking that, yes, that has an effect, but actually it doesn't. And I'm and I'm learning that it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Because the minute you do put up something that's of show related, then the response is great. And you kind of go, oh, okay, oh, okay, that, all right. Then I accept the fact that, you know, some people just want to know about my life in musicals. There are some people that like my photography and there are some people that like me running around to stables mending electric fences and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's actually okay. It doesn't matter just because one thing gets a gazillion likes and the other doesn't. It doesn't make any difference. So that working on, wh- where were you working? Hmm? What was it called where you were working? Oh, Northington Stables, which is kind of in the middle of uh, Hampshire. How long were you working there for? I still am. I still go and mend stables and, and things like that. How's your head and heart when you're out there now? I love it. Right? It's incredible. It's beautiful because you're outside in the country, um, you know, doing things and uh, with electric fences and stables and woodwork and all the things that I love doing. And then, you know, to add to it, you then get a horse come up to you and go, what are you doing? <laughs> What's that? They're amazing creatures, aren't they? Oh, they're incredible. And which is why we, you know, we saved this particular horse. Um, so we we basically bought him. And I, I own a horse now, which is just do you? hysterical. But he's a 14-year-old. Um, of course you do. Geldenberg. Yeah, of course Earl yes, owns a horse. I have a horse. Because one, well, you only live once. And <laughs> why not? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was going to br- come back to, you know, 23 years in the business and to be left at a point of what now and I needed to make money I'm like well how were you not good at financial keeping like you know with your books and whatnot oh. but then I'm like no because he bought a horse <laughs> he'll <laughs> buy no, two bikes <laughs> when he lives in a motorhome I'm thing. like why do you have two bikes Earl <laughs> just buy one no the, no they weren't no the, I wasn't I didn't have two bikes we had two bikes one was Sam's not mine one was a Harley right was I've got rid of it don't, please don't have a go at me. Well, I was surprised no, you bought know. one because I kept wanting, when we both were in Phantom together, you were on a BMW, I was on a Harley, and I would say, hop on the Harley, take it over, and you're like, oh, darling, no, it's too no, loud. It was too loud. <laughs> you were too shy to get on the Harley. I know. And then I got one, and I loved it. It was a beautiful bike, but obviously it had the, the factory exhaust, so it didn't make as big as noise as yours. Right. Um, 
But it's not me. It's you. I mean, you're a, such a cool dude. And there's I'm me. Not. I'm kind of country casuals and horses. <laughs> Land Rovers. <laughs> Thank you. You know. Um, <laughs> so when you started working there, that's where a lot of you were questioning a lot and thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I think it was... It, I think it, what I think no, I think it was more about it, what it did. It helped put things into perspective, and I think that's what I'd lost perspective. Perspective of this. I mean, you know, the last six years has been well, actually, probably the last ten years have been, has been extraordinary. You know, having done the the twenty fifth anniversary production with John Owen Jones, and then going to Canada with you. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm in this position of I'm then doing all these other gigs and I get to sing with one of your favourites, Mr. Cole Wilkinson in Japan. And, and yes. I just think, oh, my God, this is just extraordinary. And then I'm, I'm what? I'm going to New York. This is just like... <clears throat> and you do, you kind of get, well, this is the, this is the way it is. This, is. this is my life now, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, of course, you don't stop to think, well, no, actually, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. This only has a certain long longevity. This only has a certain timeline. And I think because I'd become so accustomed to that, you know, and I did try and make my own way as well. You know, when we went to Singapore, I made sure that I started meeting and chatting people. So I then did go back with my own concerts and stuff. Um, you know, I've never just relied on, like I said, just getting someone to give you work. But you do, I mean... You know, my carbon footprint was shocking. Mm. But what an exciting life. You know, but you kind of go, well, no, actually, but, but I just didn't think that it would, it would come to an end. I thought I would be forever doing it. Yeah, before my neck injury, I was worried about my carbon footprint. I think I in one 12-month calendar period, 25 international flights. Wow, okay. It's not good. It's not good. But on the flip but side But then what do you it, do? But it's also incredibly exciting. And what a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. I mean, I miss touring. I miss touring so much, though, because I get a sense that, you know, if you're touring and you're seeing all these different things, you're not wasting life. But to tour, I'm so nomadic in, within me. I mean, you know, as, as a kid, I was moved around. All, I was, well, you know that as well. I mean, yeah. you too. You know, you, you need to travel. You need to get, you have that sense of. That's in us, yeah. Okay, I've been here four weeks. I need to move now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've just finished tech. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's that's it. We're done, aren't we? <laughs> Opening night. Okay, what's next? You know, move on. And that's that's a bad thing when you do get to that point of going. You know, because there are all those exciting moments of rehearsals, technical, sits probe, opening night, incredible. There's nothing that yeah. comes close to it. The day after opening night. Now what? Yeah, I could finish now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel that sense of? Your sh weight lifted off your shoulders because you know after opening night certain people go away the show's kind of like in good hands now and yeah. it's running and now you can go oh we can play now we can <laughs> we can we can do the show yeah I deem yeah, yeah. I, I I learned this from Hadley the way he sees runs now to keep it fresh is just an ongoing rehearsal process it is and you and as long as you have that yeah. And because there's obviously there's a, there are a lot of shows that are so formulaic, you know, track one, number eight, you must be there for that moment. You're like, really? <laughs> but I'd, I'd rather go yeah. over there. Yeah. Nope, there. That's difficult. You know, if it's that type of world, 
um, which is why I'd love to do a play also, because I'd love to know if I can tell a story without music. I'm sure you can. I would be so interested. Have you ever done a play? Never done a play. Really? Never done a play. And I would love to do that. I would, I would adore doing that. So at which point when you're working out in the wilderness with <laughs> the horses and fixing electric fences, when did you start seeing a, a sort of like glimmer of light of another acting gig and you thought, I'm hungry for that or I'm excited? I think, I think what came more apparent to me was, like I said, the, some of the opportunities that I took for granted. Whereas now when the opportunities do turn up, I think I'm actually, having had that spell of, oh my God, this is over, this is done, I'm done, now realizing, oh no, I'm not done, I, but I now seem to have variety more, which is, which is really exciting. When an opportunity does come up, I am. I seem to be a lot more grateful for it, oh. and like I said, and with this kind of little Earl looking in, going, "Yeah, I would never have believed that that would be happening," and that seems to be my mechanism to kind of go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Just be grateful, you know. And I've really had to work harder at that now more than ever um, because I realised that not well, many no. people. A lot of people will probably listen and go, "Well, yeah, of course," but I'm like, "But when do we, as humans?" I don't think we practice the easy things, the, oh, yeah, of course we should be doing that, the common sense. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. And it's sort of like, it's that reminder of like, you know, just be grateful that... It's, it's a difficult thing. I think it, it's, it's difficult to do, especially when you spend so much time trying to make it in this industry. And then when you feel that you do, of course you... you you take it in and you enjoy it and you go, thank God I'm here. I've made it all this work. Um, but of course, during that training, during that apprenticeship, no one really says, yeah, yeah, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. This will finish. There will, this, this, what you're experiencing, this bubble will change. It will pop and you will have to decide how you, one, how you handle it and where you go to next, you know. And whereas a lot of people, I'm sure you and I both know, who have gone, no, I'm out, I'm done. You know, but for whatever reason, you know, I still, you know, still want to be involved, still be a part of it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yeah i think i try and pop the bubble at, at once the contract's done for everything keep popping it and keep making a new <laughs> bubble 
you know? But it's, yeah, absolutely. I, I always want, I don't think we should rest on our laurels. And like you say, so when you, when you said there's times where you feel you didn't perhaps be the best you or mm. act uh, as we, as you feel you should have, mm. do you feel those bridges have been burned or is, are you no, rebuilding I, them? Have I you think, been in contact? I think, but I think because of the decisions, I mean, I could have said no to the Les Mis concert. Playing Bamatabois, is that it? I could have gone down that, you know, but I didn't because you actually came at a point where, no, I need to feel that I still am a part of that world and the right thing for me to do is to go, you know, amazing and thank you. Anyway, as it all turned out, um, I ended up even singing Javert a couple of times during mm. it, which I never thought I would do ever again. And to have that, have having had that moment, you kind of go, yeah. And I, you know, and it's, and I'm pleased it happened. And I think, and again, it's that thing about just being a human and just being normal and just being a good person around everybody and actually not being the dick, <laughs> you know, and actually saying, no, no, we'll do this. It's, it's cool, you know, rather than going, well, no, you know, equity and my agent and all of that malarkey. And you just kind of, I don't know, it's really weird. And I think it's, so do you feel a new sense of uh, a renewed sense of love for the stage, the craft? I think Which I, I don't think you've you've always had. I have had. But I guess there was these facades that you talk about or nonsense that well, you, I think the you other were probably th your own worst enemy. Well, uh, yes. Uh, yes, I think that's fair to say. Um, but it's also that thing about um, you have, you know, when you go into certain environments, you you experience, when you come in with experience... You either decide to exercise that experience or just sit back and let it be. Whereas before I've kind of tried to exercise my experience and it doesn't always work because as I was taught one day, you know, there is a bigger picture and it doesn't involve me, you know, and you kind of go, ah, yeah, so I've just got to enjoy now. Just be you know, rather than going, well, actually, what about if we do this? And no, no, you mustn't do that. And all those types of things, which, you know, you do fall into the trap of thinking that you have a voice. Um, but you just got to step back and sometimes go, nah, no, I need to be quiet and just enjoy. Yeah. Pick your battles <laughs> and, that's what, and yeah, just enjoy. And, pick, and absolutely pick your battles. I mean, I'm not saying that you should never, you know, just roll over and that's it. But you should pick your, pick your battles and... Um, but enjoy it because, again, those moments, you know, when I've been in different countries and um, you just kind of got to, you know, say, no, look, I'm in a different country. This is exciting. How many people get this opportunity? Yeah. You know, and I go back to where my mum used to live in the, in the New Forest and, you know, you go to the little village that you grew up in and there are people still there some 30, 40 years later who haven't left working in the local bank or something like that and you go and go and you have to go gosh look at what i've done and look at the opportunities that could still happen and not to say they're not happy not to no. say that at all of yeah. course no but I'm it just, was, um, it's my reflection yeah. of of that being in one place for that amount of time i could not do that um but it's so that's why there are moments you kind of think ah oh, i wish i'd handled that a little better so when you had that time, and then when you went back to Les Mis as Bamatbois, did you find a new, were you like, man, I'm having a blast? It was really weird. And yes, I, yes, I did. 
I did. What an extraordinary it was. I mean, that, it was thing a, to be part of. As an event, it was it was amazing. And again, it's that checking in uh, of going. You know, those little moments of musical theatre history. You know, doing the O2, doing the Royal Albert Hall with you, and you know, just all those moments of you know, even I mean, the Royal Albert Hall having Anthony Warlow run up to me, put his hand down his trousers, pull out his mic belt and go, I'm wearing your mic belt. I and was worried just, where the story was going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I mean, just extraordinary moments like that, you know, and it's just, oh, I don't know. It's so weird. It is so weird. And it's, but it, it's nice to be, I mean, it's still difficult. It's still hard now. And I'm still going, oh, my God, what's next? What's coming next? But because I've had this kind of epiphany of that, no, you know, I'm, I have to adapt. I have to adapt. Uh, and as long as I keep myself occupied, as long as I keep myself busy, and that is from the point of view of whether it be with my photography or working at the stables, then other things happen, and it does happen. It's like when you're trying to search for something, it never happens. No. But when you go, okay, I'll do that, and then all of a sudden everything comes along. Yeah. Um, Life can go, oh, you think you're doing that, are you? Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> you just keep yourself prepared as best as possible, and we'll take care of the rest. Exactly, and that's, 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 that, and that's the thing, and that is the thing. You just got to and, and be open to everything, and that's, what, that's, well, that's what's been, I think, the biggest lesson as well. I love you. I love your honesty. I love the ever change. You know, you. I've been told you live in decades, and I just feel like you're worried about becoming fifty. I'm excited to see like this is a new chapter for Earl Carpenter as an artist, mm. and and as a producer, no doubt. And I I find you as inspiring now as I ever have, and I'm so proud that uh, you're my buddy. Yeah, you're a you're a star. Is this where we talk about Starlight Express and that concert? You can <laughs> listen. I am so grateful that you don't have that recording or you can't find it. I can't find that recording. So that was our first time we worked together. Because uh, listen, I've sp uh, specifically yeah. not really talked about your CV. We're gonna we'll, no, we'll do this again and we'll talk work because I I'll, we'll do a podcast where I want to pick your brain about character development and all okay. that. What? <laughs> Character or what? maybe not. <laughs> Character what? Character what? No. <laughs> I just changed the names to Earl. I, I don't know. Um, so was that at the first? Con I know that we was, met at a Les Mis audition prior to that. Was That's it, where we became friends. No, that was a. Is it was a Les Mis audition, yeah. wasn't it? Good it was one of those workshops. <gasps> no, wasn't it? It was either Jesus Christ Superstar. Do you remember we did that at Porchester Castle? Yeah, but you produced that. Yeah, with I me. I think. Yeah. But the other one we did at Osborne House on the Isle of Wight. Mm. So that it was you, <laughs> Kerry Ellis, Chris Holland, Rebecca Thornhill, and myself. And we were and doing... Anita Louise Coombe. Yep. And it was, I think, the top of Act Two. The most mortifying. <laughs> to this day, I still like, it pains me. Oh, to this day, we still talk about it, Remy. <laughs> I worked with Chris in Dublin over, just before Christmas, and that's all we just kept laughing about, was because Chris was was literally sat right next to you, because and because <laughs> Kerry Kerry literally broke Chris's arm because she was hanging on for dear life because she was just laughing because you accidentally 
misconstrued okay. the conductors. So we're singing, it's called Starlight, you are the Starlight or Starlight Express? Starlight Express, which went to um, I Am the Starlight. But I had to come in with Starlight Express, that one. Yeah. yeah. Really high, loud yeah. and proud. Oh, absolutely. I and believe it's that. after five rounds of whatever mus- musical interlude was orchestrated. Mm. Now, I said to the conductor, because I can't count, let alone read music, <laughs> point me in. So oh. it's going round and round. I see him look over at me, his hand gestures. gestures yes. And I'm like, Starlight Express. As I hit Starlight, as I hit the L in light, I can tell by the look on his face, oh shit, I was bringing in the cello. Not you, Ramin. Because then, as I'm on it holding express... In a completely different <laughs> key. <laughs> to my, to my uh, defense, I was on my right notes well, yes. just the one or- round early. Yes, that, this is true. <laughs> but but instead of just, just letting, letting things lie and just letting it go and no one will know, I went, Starlight Express! Then he gave me the proper cue. <laughs> Starlight Express! I did it twice. That- At this point... <laughs> At this point, I'm on the literally. I'm on the floor. I am on the floor, the opposite stage, opposite side of the stage, crying, crying because it was your face. Because I remember looking across to you. You got up, and Carrie and Chris are looking. Why is he getting up? You hitting Starlight Express, and then that kind of realization on your face of going, "This is wrong. This is this is wrong." And, oh, my God, I mean, my stomach. <laughs> and, of course, I had to get up and go, only you, and sing it with Chris Holland. And Chris said, I mean, he Carrie, Carrie broke him because she was literally crying with laughter. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we weren't talking about that. Maybe that was just something we should leave and never. <laughs> but I also remember I was so, I want, you know what, because I was young and green, so in my head I'm like, I'm never going to work again. And I wanted to blame someone else. So I went, Starlight Express, Starlight Express. And I quickly, as I came off the note, quickly went on defense, shouted to Chris, he brought me in. <laughs> Yes, yes. While this is all going it on, I'm having amazing. a moment with Chris Holland now going, I he brought me in to justify why <laughs> I did what I did. I'm like, dude, the show's still going. Carry on, mate. There's Forget like about 5, it. 5,000 people in this field. <sighs> and it was just brilliant. I mean, it was just, and again, just those moments, having those moments. And again, uh, having this type of platform as well to talk about those things, things that, you know, people don't get to hear about or see unless they were there. Well, but it's this beautiful. was pre-cell phone real i don't think i had a cell phone at that point but i'm i'm afraid to even say we just missed the everyone recording everything oh yeah no this is very true it's going to come up yeah. someone's going to go wait yeah. a minute yeah i yeah. got it no though i do have a recording somewhere i really do but you have can't it. find it no I you've cannot. tried to find it yes don't I get have. me wrong because that no. was going to be a ringtone <laughs> i've tried to find it but um somewhere maybe who knows can we have you back soon i would love to There's so much more i want to talk about and likewise I'm glad you've had these epiphanies, man. Yeah, they've been so important. So, so important. And it just, it helps. I think you have a lot to offer, brother. I love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for hanging with Earl and I, folks. Again, I was truly moved and inspired by Earl. And I'm excited to see what his next chapter brings us. Especially for me as a friend, colleague, and a fan. 
The Hang is produced by Dory Berestein and Alan Seals from the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find me online at bpn.fm forward slash The Hang. Don't forget, you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Ramin Karamlu, on YouTube, a roaming Iranian, or my Facebook page, official Ramin Karamlu. Music for my podcast is by my friends in one of my favorite bands, The Dives. Please check them out at their website, thedivesmusic.com. That's thedivesmusic.com, where you can get to know them, hear their incredible music, get links to all their socials, and most importantly, their tour dates, where you can find out where you can see and hear them live. They are truly a great band, and they are phenomenal live. Check them out. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.